Hey, what's up, everybody? How you doing tonight? Episode number 238, Drink It To Your Podcast, the only podcast that lasts until the last drop. How the hell is your Monday going? How the hell was your weekend? Uh, finally starting this podcast at 11 o'clock at night on a Monday. Uh, I've been fighting with my phone, <laughs> if you can believe it, for the past fucking hour. Um, passcode situation, you know, and it's like that that meme of the USB you know it's like three different sections of the picture it's like you try to plug it in the first way it's like no that's wrong you try to plug it in the second way it's like no that's wrong and then you plug it in the third way and it's like okay that's right it's like the the original way was right that's literally what happened but with each time i got my passcode wrong it, it locked me out for longer and longer. it started with like five minutes then it's like 15 minutes i'm like oh my god like what the fuck so i, I do it again what i know is the right pass password and it fucking locks me out again. Now, now I will say this: the screen is severely cracked. It looks like it got run over by a truck. Um, yeah, that probably had something to do with it. But still, like I, I, I got it. I know the password now. Uh, I won't do it again. It's like erase iPhone. Do you know how much anxiety that gives me? The erase iPhone. I'm like, what is on this phone? I start thinking about everything that could be on this phone. All the pictures I have, everything, all the documentation I might have done. You know, whatever. It doesn't matter, like, everything on this one. No, I don't want to erase it. The only thing you can do is erase it or emergency call, and they're not going to fucking help you. Uh, they'll charge you for that shit, won't they? If you call them, um, <clears throat> and it's not really an emergency, they'll fucking bill you for it, won't they? For sending <laughs> the SWAT team over to your house. Uh, so I've been sitting here like a rich person drinking with my pinky out, you know, sipping obnoxiously. You know, so it, it, rich people just love to do that. It's like, yeah, you just know you're rich, don't you? Um, so you, you guys should know what I'm drinking tonight. If you got them drinking bottoms up, cheers, everybody. Oh man, I'm just feeling so fucking worn down, man. Uh, I had some kind of bug. I don't know. Flu like symptoms, dude. Like my body's super achy. My head's kind of hurting, you know? Um, <clears throat> it's not COVID. I already did my test. Uh, thank God, dude. I, I couldn't imagine getting that shit for a third fucking time. Oh, God. I I'm, I'm, swear to God, dude, the first time about killed me. 104 temperature. Uh, getting up there to, you know, rushing someone to the hospital. Uh, it's pretty damn scary. The second time, I guess I built up some kind of immunities to it. I, I don't know. I don't know how that shit works. Or maybe I didn't. I got a different strand. You got the weak strand. I don't know. I don't know how that shit works, but... Uh, thank God it's not. I got my cotton swab. I had to do the thing up the fucking nose, uh, which I was very, very gentle with myself. Um, I just think, you know, like nurses and shit, were like, you know, having bad days and like jamming things up people's noses, you know, I have several friends that's like, yeah, but she was fucking rough, you know, <laughs> like, good Lord. Uh, but I did it gently to myself. Uh, and it's pretty much like a pregnancy test for your nose, you know? Two lines means you got it. <laughs> One line means you don't. Um, so thankfully, I don't have... I just, I'm fucking worn down, you know. Uh, it's been kicking my ass lately. But the show must go on. I, I gotta tell you guys, um, my band cashing in, we just started recording uh, over the weekend. Which, you know, that, that has something to do with me being worn down too. You know, it's a lot of focus. It's a lot of energy um, to, to get in a room. And, um, you know, just put your best foot forward, you know, a uh, super comfortable place. We did at the bass player's house, Manny, uh, super chill, 
Uh, loved it, man. The sound we're getting out of this just fucking living room, man, is insane to me. Like, it blows my mind, dude. It used to take me hours upon hours upon hours, you know, back when I was learning how to mic a drum set, you know. You know, I had a clever idea. I'm like, oh, I can play guitar. I can play drums too. Okay, you know, we'll, we'll track the drums and then we'll track a guitar and see what happens. You know, so I used to do that constantly. You know, I've never been really a lyricist. Um, never really sat down to, <clears throat> I guess, hone that craft or whatever. But if it can be honed, is, is it one of those things, if you have it, you have it. If you don't, you don't. I don't know. You know, it seems like I don't. <laughs> On most days, I just don't. Cat, bat, rat, hat fat sat you know pretty basic shit <laughs> i can rhyme okay it, it won't sound good but i can rhyme uh so anyways dude it just blows me away just what we can do with the computers man um just the editing process um just doing another fucking t- just like you can go you can do any you really don't even have to you could write a song without really knowing how to play music it's it's that fucking i don't want to say simple because it does take a lot of time to learn how to do all that shit you know you gotta sit behind that computer for a certain amount of hours um and i was actually thinking about doing that back in the day you know what was it called full sale college it was like music college or whatever they teach you how to produce and you know get all these good sounds and shit how to record all, all that shit um I thought about doing that for the longest time, but I was just thinking, I'm like, if I start doing that, then I'm going to have to hear, you know, I don't know, shit I don't like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just to put it, hey, yeah, maybe I'm a little bit of a snob when it comes to music, so what? But, you know, like, I, I think that just would have killed the love of the game for me, you know? What we're doing now is just fun, just writing, uh, getting in a room with a group of your friends and just fucking going at it, dude. Like, it's it's just so much fun. Um, the level of musicianship, the level, level of just knowing what the, how to record somebody. I don't even know what you call that producing. I don't know. Um, dude, it used to take me for fucking ever. Luckily my neighbors were cool growing up. They never gave me shit. You know, we had our hours. We could, you know, they'd let us play drums or whatever, not let us, but you know, that it was cool to play drums and they didn't say shit. We cut off after like eight o'clock, something like that. You know, just to be cool, just to not be those neighbors playing drums at fucking midnight. That's obnoxious, right? <clears throat> but, uh, dude, it used to take me hours. That's what I'd do all night. I'd stay up all night on a Friday night. I'd set up microphones on my drums so I could record the next day. You know, it's just such a long... And it's, I remember the machine. My dad brought the machine home one day that you record on. It was like a Roland, you know, you recorded on a zip disc or whatever. Um... Which I still have like a shit ton of zip discs that have things on them. I gotta find a way to get them off. But uh, you'd record on the zip disc, dude. This thing, this machine, this Roland thing was like eight hundred bucks. It's like, but that's all you needed. It had effects on there. You know, it had like eight tracks. Granted, seven and eight was split up. Five and six sometimes was split up, depending on what model you got. Um, <clears throat> we used to do the whole fucking process, man. Record the thing onto the Roland and then we could burn CDs with another piece of equipment we got. <clears throat> so all you needed was one CD, it would download it or burn it onto one CD. And uh and then you just duplicate that CD over and over and over. Dude, like mass producing something grassroots was just it became something new, you know? Like 
anybody could do it. You know, just like I said, with the computers now, you can just play two notes and make a song out of it. You know what I mean? Like it's it's come that far, and you could probably do a good if you got a good beat. You know, you could probably do some damage. You know, get some followers, whatever. I guess that's how pop stars are made. I don't know. What do I know about the music industry? But anyways, uh, the recording's just going so fucking good, man. Um, <clears throat> I think this is probably top three. Uh, studio time in in my life in my musical path uh this is probably top three man just the the experience like there is a song that we we're all just kind of scratching our heads on man like like kind of irritated with it you know for from my perspective i'm just irritated like i can't you can't make inspiration come you know what i mean and and i have this thing of you know like I legitimately believe like when when something's good and something's right and something fits you just know you know you just feel it you know so <clears throat> anyways I, I don't know what I, I don't know what I'm trying to say with all that but um, this is definitely top three recording experiences man like just like I said there was that song we just could not get through and figure out how we're gonna do it and we finally just put our heads together and pieced it together and it's a uh, dude I'm, it's one of my favorite fucking songs all of a sudden just like that in a day i always love that i always love uh what was i listening to the other day oh james headfield talking about the um uh what's the spanish guitar intro song fuck dun 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 Dun, dun, dun. I, I can't remember the fucking name. I'll, I'll hum it all day, but um, <clears throat> he was talking about how much they fucking hated that. The rest of the band hated that, you know. And and he brought it in, and it just fit. Fu- Dude, that that was just a well, such a well written guitar part. Uh, that classical style of playing, and and thank God that inspiration hit him that day. You know, that's a that's a piece of history. You know, um, <clears throat> but that's a, yeah, that's the thing. You can't make good ideas come to you and what i call a good idea like i said is just you know when you when it's right it's right you just know it you just feel it you can just tell um so that song came a long way we got six songs we're gonna release um looking forward to that there's still some up in the air about how we're gonna release them when we're gonna release them all that jazz um <clears throat> But yeah, man, uh, super, super simple process, man. I can't wait for you all to hear this. Like we, we just did it completely different. The way we did it last time was, um, just, you know, one thing at a time, drums first, then guitar, then yeah, this time we all hooked up together. We all had headphones. We're all listening to each other, play our instruments. And then you get that live effect, you know, when you record it <clears throat> down, you get that live effect and dude, that's, it's, it's just, it's coming true more and more. I'm excited. There's uh, probably about, I don't know, 90% done. 90% done, and you'll probably have something uh, less than a month. It's got to be. we got to do something less than a month from now. A couple of weeks. Give me a couple of weeks. Let's do it. Cheers, everybody. Oh, I got something. Dude, I got a lot of it. Thank God. Thank God for the internet. I have a lot of videos of the week uh, this week. How many do I have? One, 
two, three, four, five. Uh, five videos of the week. This never happens. They, they're all hitting me at once. Um, this guy was kind of silly. I enjoyed this little clip. Um, of the guy at the car wash, he's like st standing in front of a red car, and he's got two, you know, the pressure hoses in his, and he's kind of a tall, skinnier guy, and he shoots the hoses down at the ground and basically like, like Iron Man fucking levitates <laughs> up above the car when he, 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 he turns them off, dude, he lands right on the fucking hood of the car, like, <laughs> he probably didn't, I mean, that's when the TikTok or whatever the fuck it was ended. Uh, so I didn't get to see more, but that's pretty fucking, it's, I've seen the thing where they do it over water, you know, it's like the Iron Man suit, they do it over water, and it's, I guess it just blows out air, and you just, you can go up higher off the water, it just kind of pushes the water down and it pushes you up, uh, that thing's pretty, or does it shoot out water? Now I think it shoots out water, because that's why it's on the water, I think that's what it is, it, no, was it air or water? I can't remember. Anyways, dude, I mean, give us fucking 15 years. We'll be flying around like the Jetsons, like uh, jetpacks and everything, dude. Uh, it's crazy. <clears throat> dude, I found this so fascinating. Uh, it was a, a World War II. It's just a video, and you see, like, a tank sitting there. And then you see this guy underneath just pick up the tank. And you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, how the hell? And you come to find out it's these inflatable decoy ve uh, vehicles from World War II. So they manufactured a bunch of basically like bounce house material, but they painted it in such a way that it looks legit, you know? And like the way to move it is just to get underneath it and like carry it. Like it's so fucking lightweight and easy to move. It's like, dude, it, it's, it's, it's wild to me. Just the psychological things that have to happen when, you know, war is happening. That's fucking crazy, dude. J just what what section, what factory just produced those the whole war, dude? That is so fucking smart. Uh, so strategic. You can fake somebody out easy. You know, they're going this way. Uh, we, we're already going the other way. You know, and all it takes is one. I mean, I guess it would suck, though. If you're the one guy under the, you know, the one without protection, <laughs> the balloon one, and they're like, oh, there's the enemy, shoot him. You'd be kind of fucked then, but um, I don't think that was the purpose. They weren't supposed to be moving. They were just supposed to be, you know, standing there, standing still. So you would see, okay, the enemy's not on the move, <clears throat> and they're headed this way, such and such way, you know, uh, just to throw people. I thought that was fucking fascinating, dude. And watching them take the tanks apart and flip over the cars and, and the Jeeps and shit, it was pretty pretty amazing. Um, <clears throat> the next one I have for you... Oh, dude, I, I watched an old cartoon, how an old cartoon was made. It's basically like stop animation. Except it's just like you gotta... You gotta fucking draw something new every time. Dude, the amount of time it took in that 30-second video that I watched... For them to have Mickey walk down the street, <laughs> I mean, dude, that's that's got to be, nah, maybe not hours, but I mean, 15 minutes still, just for that one scene, you got to make, I don't know, I guess cartoons were short back then, but I mean, they still had some that were, you know, 5, 10 minutes, right? It's just like the the, the eye for detail on that it just blows me away dude that's just something i don't have the attention to detail i guess i should say 
um, to sit there and be that patient and draw something new every time and put it on this like press looking machine and then they got to like click a button and then spin it and then pull the thing off and then put a new Mickey on there and close it down, click the button, spin it, pull it off, you know, like a whole fucking process. Like, dude, they were doing this to entertain people. Like the dedication of that is impressive, you know? Now I will say there's a lot of fucking, even as a kid, there's a lot of thing in like uh, things in like the Bugs Bunny um, <clears throat> era of cartoons that were like you know Elmer Fudd, all those guys that were kind of like they made me uncomfortable as a kid. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> the the way they're talking to people or the way they're portraying someone in the show is like or, or in the cartoon. You know, uh, like Asian people didn't stand a chance. You know. Everybody was just, you know, we summed you up. We we basically stereotyped you and put you in our cartoons and made you have a stupid voice, you know, or fucking smoking cigars, dude. Like, <laughs> there's so many cartoons where the the dog smoking the main character that's a dog is smoking a goddamn cigar. It's like, well, no fucking wonder you got a, such a you know smoking problem with people. They think it's fucking cool. They're seeing it in cartoons. You're making it accessible. You know, um, a lot of fucked up shit. What what was the one thing <laughs> with the, the what's it Daffy Duck? No, Donald Duck. It was the one thing with the Donald Duck, and it's like this. Fu- the the caption said, "This fucked me up as a child." And Donald Duck, like he sw- he he's like in a boat, and he jumps out of the boat to swim through the river to go get the paddles for the boat then swims back to the boat then paddles back uh to the place he's trying to get it. it's like this shit they were doing just didn't make any fucking sense uh, i will say some of my dude some of my favorite cartoons were like uh, you know when they would do the not the jetsons I, I did love the jetsons but it was like i don't know just like a little side cartoon of like it was showing you how things would be in the future you know like the arm would come out of the wall to to iron the shirt you know the the hand the little robotic hands would crack the eggs over the pan to make you breakfast so you didn't have to you know the the razor would come out of the mirror and and give you a quick shave you know in the morning like fuck dude i always loved those or um <clears throat> i don't know exactly what you call it the style of cartoon it's basically like where one thing leads to another um like you know you set off one thing and then that sets off something else sets off something like the thing like goonies when he does the truffle shuffle and they have to like let him in the gate all those things that happen the balloon pops and it scares the chicken the chicken lays the egg it rolls down the fucking thing and spins something out you know that whole thing whatever that was called those cartoons man those were fucking cool dude ah there's a name for this like the style of cartoon that is and i just can't think of it i'm not going to think of it um but yeah there's another video of the week just the the ability to fucking stay focused and do that shit and, and just to, you know, still have a storyline and to, and to make it funny. It's like, I, I don't know, dude, that's, that's a lot of, uh, that, like I said, it's just for the love of the game. It's just for the love of doing it, I guess, for the love of drawing. Uh, so anyway, next video of the week I have for you. Um, I'm sure you guys have seen this before, and it's not anything new. I mean, this has been happening for a while, but it was just kind of incredible to to see again. But there was like um, 
a transplant machine, you know, about to be loaded up on a plane and it has a fucking live beating human heart in it. Um, <clears throat> which is, you know, very jarring <laughs> to just be scrolling Twitter at like 6 a.m. and be like, oh my God, there's a fucking heart just beating in this box. Dude, it's creepy. It's creepy, but I hope whoever that was for, I hope they got it and I hope everything worked out. Um, just they they're like in a million fucking years people just it's hard to imagine the things that we can do like think a hundred years ago do you think they could ever have a heart in a box beating fuck no everything was dirty as fuck there's no cleanliness when they're riding horses um a hundred years ago i don't i don't fucking know i don't know history don't ask me um, just incredible, dude, just that we can do things like that and just transport something like in one side of the world to another on a jet plane. Here comes your heart. That's going to save your goddamn life. Insane, dude. Uh, the last one I have is the, uh, the blind Paralympic sprinting, dude, this is fucking cool. I've never seen this before. So basically, um, the blind person has the, a blindfold on. And they're basically like their leg is attached to someone else's leg to help the, you know, someone who isn't blind, uh, to help them run this race, this sprint. Um, so obviously, you know, they get the starting line or whatever, but then this, these two people for each team, you know, it's one tied to another for each team. They, they have to run this fucking race together. And it just blew me away that, the amount of practice that probably takes to run with someone, know their fastest pace, know how to step with them. Um, I wonder if that has something to do with it too. The height of the person that's going to run with the, um, the, uh, the person that's blind, you know, that's, that's got a factor too. You can't have a fucking seven, two guy with a, you know, six, four, you know, or I mean, like a five, four girl, you know what I mean? That just wouldn't work. <laughs> His steps are too fucking big. Um, but it's, it's just fucking amazing, you know, that just that coordination, but I, you know, and I'm, I'm sure the, um, you know, whoever wins the race gets the medal or whatever, but there should be something if there's not already, um, for that person running with them just to have to practice with them constantly, just to, you know, have to step exactly the same with them. You know, even keep up with them. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how many times that's happened. This guy's too slow. I need somebody faster. You know, I, I need someone who can keep up with my my sprinting. Um, just fucking amazing, dude. They both deserve. They all deserve awards. How about that? That's how I feel. Uh, let's take another drink. Cheers, everybody. Oh, as my microphone falls. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, dude. Okay. Uh, we got some drink recommendations, ba, 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 da, ba, ba, da, ba, ba. and I'm actually really excited for these. Um, this comes from the Ciroc website, Ciroc.com. I love it. All these drinks look delicious. They're nice and clean looking. Um, <clears throat> so the first one I have for you is called the Blue Stone Royale. I love this. I, I think I love this so much because it just feels different. I'm not doing a fucking white Russian. I'm not doing a goddamn... You know, martini, I'm not doing a, a margarita for the millionth time. This is new. This is fresh Ciroc. Um, so what you're going to need for the Bluestone Royale with cheese, I'm just kidding. Uh, 1.2 ounces Ciroc vodka, 0.5 ounces lemon juice, 0.25 ounces vanilla syrup, top with champagne. 
Here's how the hell you make it. Shake first three ingredients with ice and top with champagne. Uh, serve in a champagne glass. Garnish with dark grapes. Oh, that's what looks so good. I thought those were blackberries. Dude, that looks really good. Oh, my God. That looks so refreshing. I, I got to make, I don't know, like a big old glass of water when I'm done with this pocket. I'm fucking thirsty. <laughs> that shit made me thirsty, legitimately. I mean, that's how you know you did a good job with the picture, with the presentation, all that, dude. I, you just made me thirsty, Ciroc.com. Uh, the next one I have for you is also from Ciroc.com. It's called the Pomegranate pe- uh, Pomegranate Passion. Say that six times fast. Uh, 1.5 ounce Ciroc Pomegranate. 4 to 5 ounces cranberry juice and a lime. That's super easy. Add Ciroc Pomegranate and cranberry juice to a highball glass with ice and stir. Garnish with a lime wedge. There you go. I'm, I'm going to do another one. I'm doing four drink recommendations. I love this so much. I just love that they're new. This is called the Ciroc Palm Jewel. Okay. Uh, so you're going to need one ounce Ciroc Pomegranate, 0.5 ounce grenadine, sparkling wine, lemon. Uh, it says add Ciroc Pomegranate and grenadine to a flute glass, top off with sparkling wine, and stir garnish with a lemon twist. Okay, so they're using a lot of wines and champagnes. Uh, let's do one more. Which one sounds good? Oh, my God. Um... This is going to sound so feminine of me, but the citrus spritz <laughs> looks to die for. Um, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Golden Hour Cosmo. No, let's not do a Cosmo. Oh, okay. Summer Friday. That looks good. Is that grapefruit? <clears throat> Summer Friday. Here's how the, uh, what the ingredients are. 1.5 ounces Ciroc citrus. 4 ounces grapefruit juice. Uh, highball glass or rocks garnished with grapefruit wedge. Add all ingredients into a highball filled with ice. Gently stir and garnish. Okay, uh, dude, that looks so good. How do you get the ice cubes perfectly square like that? I've wondered that so long. I can do like cylinder-shaped ice cubes. These are like perfectly square. That looks so good. Oh, goddamn, I'm thirsty. Let's take another drink. All right, um... That's it for the drink recommendations. As always, don't drink and drive. Get an Uber, get a Lyft. Um, oh, God, I got to tell you guys about the shows. Oh, Hulu's knocking it out. Um, what do we got? Oh, The Bear. I don't know if you guys have seen Is that on Hulu? Actually, I don't know. I, I think it's on Hulu. Uh, good fucking show. I, I don't know the main guy's name, uh, the main actor. Uh, basically, the guy who the restaurant got left to, the main chef. Uh, I don't know his name. He was on Shameless too. Um, that guy is a fucking incredible actor, dude. Like, there's one scene where he's like breaking down in the middle of a restaurant, you know, in the middle middle of a, like a dinner service or whatever. He's like breaking down. He's freaking out. He's skitting out. He's yelling at people. He's frantic. He's frustrated. And like, he goes to a back room at one point in time after he's pretty much just like pushed everybody away. Um, and he goes to a back room and he just starts crying, you know, to himself. He's just fed up with everything, fed up with life, fed up with struggling. And dude, like his fucking performance of just like crying right there. And like the, uh, the way his hands were fucking shaking as he, dude, he's just so believable, man. Just, I felt his fucking pain in that scene. I, I feel like, you know, just, I've been there before. 
I've been in that spot where you just feel like you don't have anything left. You're down in the fucking dumps. You're pushing everybody. Dude, what a great fight. I, I got to learn his name. I got to learn his fucking name. He, he's an incredible fucking actor. Incredible, dude. Um, <clears throat> so anyways, there's that one, the bear, which, you know, shows how fucked off it is. You know, it's, it's not like... Uh, fucked off in the way of like they're putting shit in people's food it's fucked off in the i mean it's like a real restaurant you know people talk shit to each other and then they'll have a beer after you know after work you know it's all it's all in the name of getting the job done in the best way possible that's what it is uh the other show dude i love this this is my new favorite show hulu uh you have done it again it's called this fool uh it's basically like uh this guy just reforms you know, criminals getting out of prison, you know, and then tries to show them a better life. It's called Thugs, Not Hugs. I mean, Hugs, Not Thugs. I said it backwards. Um, it's, dude, this is my new favorite fucking show. I love it so much. All the characters are fucking great. Um, the main character, dude, he's he's just got a funny fucking way about him. He cracks me the hell up. But I highly recommend this fool uh, on Hulu. And, uh, the only cool, th- uh, uncool thing that Hulu did was the Mike Tyson thing. Did you guys hear about that? Like, he's not, Mike Tyson is not happy about this Hulu movie coming out. And he's like, I didn't give consent. I didn't talk to anybody. They just put this movie out about my life. And, and not only that, but they're kind of going into some of the, you know, not so proud Mike Tyson moments. Like, you can't speak to that. Like, I, 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 I don't support that. I don't support it. If he does, if he didn't have anything to do with it, I don't fucking support it. You know, because he needs to tell his story his own way. He doesn't need someone else to tell it from an outsider because they're going to say, you know, public record, you know, the charges were and he probably, you know, whatever. However, they're going to make it seem in the movie. I don't know. Um, But I know if Mike Tyson doesn't uh, support his own fucking movie called Tyson, you know, I, I'm probably inclined to uh, to not support it too, because that is fucked up. You know, that's that's like the equivalent of just stealing someone's fucking riff, or stealing someone's song. You know what I mean? So, anyways, uh, that's all I got for you guys for the night. Thank you for listening. Uh, episode number two thirty eight. Drink it till you podcast. The only podcast last to the last drop. Cheers, everybody. Bottoms up. All right, guys. I will talk to you soon. Bye.